with sound. Alright, what's up everyone? Welcome back to Watch With Sound. My name is Josh Landicho, and with me is... Carmela Ocampo. And today's episode is a very, very special episode. One, because we're doing the new Batman, but two, a good friend of the podcast, Shay, is here. Say hello, Shay. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) And like I said earlier, we're going to be doing the new Batman film directed by Matt Reeves, starring Robert Pattinson, Zoe Kravitz, Paul Dano, Jeffrey Wright, John Totoro, Colin Farrell, and Andy Zirkus. So Carmela and Shay, whoever wants to go first, what were your expectations, your preconceived notions, the context, everything before you watched the film, The Batman? Uh, to, to be honest, usually when I go into a movie that I'm kind of excited for, I try to avoid anything having to do with it just so I have like a blank slate going into it. So the only like preconceived notions I had was... I love Robert Pattinson and I love Batman, so I hope the movie doesn't suck. Okay, okay, yeah, that's those good good expectations. I'd say. <laughs> How about you, Carmelo? That's pretty fair. Okay, yeah. um, yeah, I was initially when I heard the news, I was whatever about it because I was like, okay, a new Batman, but then Robert Pattinson was cast as star, and I was like, okay, a new Batman, and I didn't. I'm not super familiar with the director himself, but. I think I saw like like a couple of the initial trailers and it looked pretty good. Um, I didn't really like rewatch them again for any reason, but oh yeah, and I forgot like Zoe Kravitz was attached to it too. So I think with those two main leads, I was like excited for it, but not like I didn't have like high high expectations. I was more so like curious for like the iteration itself. But yeah, what about you, Josh? Kind of on the same boat as Shay. I think when I heard this movie, for, like when I first heard it, I was like, okay, whatever, new Batman. But then when I heard Robert Pattinson and Zoe Kravitz going to be in it, I was like, okay, like it's going to be serious. Like Robert Pattinson, that's my boy. I can't wait to see him as the Batman and stuff like that. So I was very, very excited. But also I took the same approach as Shay where like after I heard all this news, I avoided anything about it. Like the plague, like I didn't watch any trailers. I didn't see any like anything of that nature that would like give me information about the movie i just like kind of went in completely blind and also my expectations at a at a at a middle ground not too excited not too not excited um i was more or less just like trying to see what happens um unfortunately though we do live in a social media age so i did see a lot of like people's opinions what people thought i did see somewhat of a spoiler which i'll see i'll talk about later it's like kind of a spoiler kind of a spoiler but that was like all through Twitter within the like the two days that the movie came out. So oh, like damn. so much things were happening and I was like trying to ignore it and trying to forget it. But for the most part, whenever these separate movies come out, I try to take the same approach as Shay is just like empty headed and I'm going to watch a <laughs> movie. That's it. That's essentially where I try to be. And saying that as well, um, this is the new Batman film. Um, one of the biggest releases of the year so far. So we're going to warn you right now. This is where we get into the spoiler territory. So if you haven't watched the movie yet, uh, stop the podcast now. Go watch it. Come back and listen to it. If you want to spoil it for yourself for the reason, go right ahead. But with that, Carmela, would you like to give a little plot summary of the film The Batman? When the Riddler, a sadistic killer, begins murdering key political figures in Gotham, 
Batman is forced to investigate the city's hidden corruption and question his family's involvement. Whoa, not his dead family's involvement. <laughs> um, so the reason why we have our good friend Shay here is one, we just wanted him on the podcast for funsies. And two, he is a very big expert on Batman, Batman, <laughs> the different, <laughs> the different Batman movies. Um, I personally have only seen like the Dark Knight, the Ben Affleck films, like more of the modern ones. Um, I think, Shay, you're more familiar with the past ones. Not all of them, of course, but you're more familiar with that sort of that age of Batman and what was going on then. And it says here that Batman is your favorite superhero. So explain why that is. <laughs> explain yourself. <laughs> explain explain your reasoning. <laughs> like I'm on trial for something. Yeah, I mean, news. Um, wait, first up. I honestly was so excited to be here for that. Whoa! <laughs> every time, every time I hear it on the on the podcast, I'm just like, "What does Josh look like when he's doing that exactly?" <laughs> oh, you finally saw me. Then you yeah, saw I my finally saw you. I was like, okay, okay. I was like hoping for like arm flailing all over the place, like a little bit. <laughs> it needs more flailing, man. I, I, I didn't, I didn't match your expectations or what? <laughs> Damn, I didn't know. <laughs> but, um, but yeah. So Batman became my favorite superhero just because when when I was a kid, honestly, he was like the only one that wasn't super like basically goody 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 looking because he's almost like antihero at times. Not antihero, but like he just was a darker superhero. So it kind of like appealed to me. And that's that's pretty much it. Oh, you're probably a big angsty kid, huh? <laughs> I know you're a big My Chemical Romance fan, so I was like, oh, he's kind of like in the angsty, no man, angsty the side of things. The use, oh, <laughs> sorry, the even more, even <laughs> more, more, even more deep, <laughs> even more niche. <laughs> um, but for someone who's seen the past iterations of Batman, um, first of all, go over which ones you've watched, um, and comparatively to this one, how did. How did the past Batman sort of affect <laughs> how you uh, watched like Robert Pattinson and this movie in particular? Uh, I mean, I've I have watched pretty much all of the live action ones, but like it's been a while since I've seen the earlier ones. But pretty much it, the way I expected this one to obviously be, be like darker than like the George Clooney ones, you know, but. I I appreciated that it was a much darker tone, like especially like Pattinson, how he portrayed him. I liked most that it he was a younger like Bruce Wayne and Batman, and he fit that role pretty well. Of like he wasn't sure at times like how to. It seemed more like he wasn't sure how to be Bruce Wayne because he was like very secluded and just like when he was in public, he just kind of kept to himself. It seemed like, and it seemed like he was always in like Batman mode. So right. compared to the older or the other iterations of Batman, it was like a different side of him that hasn't really been shown in like any films yet. And that was kind of my favorite part about him, Robert Pattinson being Batman. The earlier ones were more like kind of wacky, right? Like I, I've seen some clips of it of like Jim Carrey and I think, I don't remember the actor, but Two-Face, he had like a like hot pink face and like it was like set to like a mad face like he couldn't move it it was only like the right side moving and arnold schwarzenegger is like mr freeze like was it the pa like most of the past iterations kind of wacky and almost kind of fun in that way like the way that they made it back then it was more like comic book based they were and i think it's because it it kind of started off with adam west and since it was like super super campy during that time i think they 
they kind of went in that direction especially the ones you're talking about was like george clooney so that's the one like everyone usually points at as like it's not serious and blah 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 and like the bat nips I don't know if you know about that. <laughs> no, what is that? <laughs> so, you don't know about I'm interested the now. <laughs> yeah, the nipples. So George Clooney's Batman suit had like clearly defined nipples. Look it up. Oh, that's it? No, <laughs> yeah, no, that's it. That's it. But it's just like everyone is just like always pointing out like the bat nips. Damn, that's so interesting. Wow, bat nips. Um, uh, and I guess this is like more of a question for both of you guys as well. Um why do you think Batman as a property is being reiterated again and again? Especially like comparatively to like Dark Knight. We had that like very serious Dark Knight and it was like really, really good. And then we have the shitty fucking Ben Affleck one. And then we come back to like Robert Pattinson. Like how did you, how do you guys feel about like it being reiterated and sort of the path that it's taking as regards to like the different ways that this IP is being translated? I didn't know you felt so strongly about Ben Affleck's Batman. <laughs> It was Josh. bad. I, am I the only one that thinks it's bad? <laughs> well, I was like trying to think of your the answer to your question, and I got really stuck on you being like shitty Ben Affleck Batman, <laughs> and I'm just like he wasn't. <laughs> yeah. All right. Sorry to come on strong. Uh, you know. I'm just, okay, Ben Affleck. Yeah, I don't know if you, you know, can, answer, can you answer this question. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So I guess like it's weird, right? Because I never had a proper introduction to Batman apart from like maybe watching like some cartoons but i never was like in the film realm of batman at all when i was a kid or even like towards my older years like i don't think i've ever seen batman except for dark knight and then ben affleck and the robert Pattinson. so my introduction to batman was dark knight which is directed by christopher nolan like top tier uh director um kristen bell did a fantastic job third one is up in the air for whether you like it or not but that in itself was was fantastic. And back then, I didn't really understand the idea of IP or DC owning it in one sector. So I was like, okay, cool. We're going to have this Batman. And then years go by, and then all of a sudden, it's Ben Affleck, which he does a f- okay job. Not my favorite, I'll say. Um, but yeah, so that comes in. And then I think I, I start to think like, oh, okay, so Ben Affleck's going to be our Batman now. And then of course not. They go to, you know, years pass by after some, some good and bad movies. And then again, they come back with, uh, Robert Pattinson being the newest Batman. I think it really goes with most of like superhero movies. And honestly, IPs that just make money, (laughs) they, they want to keep making money and they want to beat the same dead horse. So I think that's why like this property property is being reiterated again and again. Um, and not to mention too, I know there's different versions of like, different versions and different universes of batman so like you have different translations of it if it's like robin turning into batman or like the batman beyond kind of a thing or just different i know there's different ways that batman's been translated through cartoons and comics so that also is a really easy thing to do especially with the film world for them to translate them into a different way because honestly that could be a possibility within the comic book world i know the comic book world's very very massive especially when it comes to these famous IPs. So that's kind of where like, I think that's the reason why it's reiterated, uh, mainly because of money, 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 like always. Um, but yeah, what do you guys think? Definitely, I feel like the money aspect is like the biggest part of it. But I think a lot of it just has to do with they're just trying to update Batman and keep him relevant, mostly, which is why they're always Whoa. doing different iterations of him. Because honestly, one of the, like, when I think of Batman, 
or like like the actor i actually think of the like the animated series the voice actor kevin conroy and like he's consistently been the batman voice for like car- the cartoon shows like animated some animated movies and then like even like the video games it's like they always try to get him and he's consistently the same batman but because he's a voice actor you don't have to like update him really he looks the same but you know it's not like what is it like george clooney got older it's weird to have him as the batman or like michael keaton it'd be weird to have him as the batman right now so i think it's a lot of it has to do with just trying to keep batman like relevant oh that makes a lot of sense so kind of like since we already have i mean ben affleck's kind of older so like i don't think he was able to continue that role or i don't think people a lot of people didn't want him in that role so you think like since we have our pattinson he's more or less like that person that we're going to get updates with as regards of being a Batman and having that like continuous actor as the Batman. Yeah. Which is why I I think they, they kind of positioned him to be in the Batman's like timeline where he's learning how to be the Batman and Bruce Wayne. So it's like he, they can, they basically are starting almost from the beginning without doing his whole like uh, origin story all over again. Cause they, they've done it like however many times. Right, right. That makes sense. What about you, Carmela? What do you think? Hmm. Um. Definitely agree with the money, money, money aspect. Um. I, I, <laughs> Who I, does it? You know. <laughs> I akin this IP to like you know Marvel's Spider Man. Like it's just the the superhero that's just been reiterated on like again and again. But I think Batman has. I feel like yeah, Batman and Spider Man have like that sort of deep appeal to a lot of people in a sense where they i feel like a lot of people like deeply relate to like each character and yeah i think this character is just iterated upon because of just who he is and like i think the world that he lives into i think there's just so much to be explored that with each property there's like so many different ways and like different directions it could go and like the our latest iteration is like you know, this gothic, like, noir, emo Batman that's young and still, like, finding himself. Um, So, yeah, like, I, despite the fact that, like, I feel not sick of it, but, like, kind of tired, it's still really cool and interesting to see, like, how the next version kind of comes up and, like, what, like, the artist or director, like, comes up with next for Batman. But, yeah, I... I, I feel like I do have some fatigue with it and I wanted to ask you guys if you had some, if you had it too or if you were like whatever or like not no fatigue just super excited for anything that comes I think with like IPs like this it's always very fatiguing like every year we get at least like what four or five like Marvel films we get these like these very huge box office releases um if not marvel then sometimes the dc we had like suicide squad last year now they have like the peacemaker show like it's just like a constant array of these superhero ips being turned into our main media our main massive media and it's very fatiguing like it's it always just feels like the like we always talk about this on the show just like superhero movies in general it feels like the same thing kind of just rehashed over and over like different actors maybe different stories but it still feels like the same thing but yeah, like I definitely feel that. Like I just get so 
so tired of it sometimes i'm like damn they're they're really gonna sit through another like three hour film or like whatever hour film explaining the origins of the superhero <laughs> that i learned about about like three years ago five years ago of the same exact story of how they've been made like it's it is get it gets fatiguing it's it very like tiresome almost i i don't know like this is it's just like i've heard this story again like i've heard, i know bruce wayne's parents die i know this like this all this all of it and then it's just like i don't know it gets pretty tiresome what about you I, like since you're a big batman fan how do you feel about like batman being reiterated and not only that but like the amount of superhero movies that we get a year how do you feel about that um with well with batman specifically like definitely as like a a fan of the character like yeah i don't need to be told again all the same things that like you said like you like you learned like three years ago like me i've known since i was a kid like yeah you've known so long (laughs) yeah but it's like um it's cool when they change it somehow like spider-man i know they changed it um just like aunt may was always a different like different age and i think like what i can't remember exactly how the origins were because there's been so many but i think the most (laughs) recent like tom holland i think it was a little bit different um yeah it seemed like uncle ben wasn't in the picture for tom holland and then like andrew garfield too i don't remember uncle ben being there but they always like play around with those those characters as regards like how they were made or like how that first like tragic event happened in their life it's always like reiterated in a different way yeah so i i appreciate when there's like a different take on it because it's something new but for sure it is very tiresome like having the same things rebooted rehashed like all over again it's just like yeah at least do something different with it yeah i don't know it just seems like a oh my god such a a repetitive nature and i think we always we always talk about this on like the podcast and everything but like it just seems so overwhelming at times and even like marvel disney and kind of not really dc but these those two major studios being like this gigantic conglomerate that like kind of controls most of our media we kind of have no choice um but apart from um shooting on on superhero movies carmela and shay what do you think about the batman what do you think about the superhero movie we're going to talk about right now i really liked it i remember i think initially my rating like out of fresh out of the theater was like like a seven i think out of ten but like the more I thought about it, like today, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna bump it up to an eight. I was like, Ooh. feels like an eight. Um, Whole number grade <laughs> post watching. Okay, okay. But yeah, like I I think just to like loosely go over, like I think the quote unquote like wins for me for this iteration of Batman. I think the best part about this movie for me was the art direction and the tone. I think that was just nailed down so well throughout the movie and it never like straight away from it never felt like wrong or incorrect and I think I've just never seen like a gothic like Batman I I appreciated all of the like sets and locations with the architecture with the lighting with everything um yeah and like this tone was just so prevalent with every aspect of the movie from like the direction, the score, the script, like everything, like the rain, it always rained. And it was like, like, it was just so on point. I was like, this is so awesome. This is like so atmospheric. Um, And it was just, yeah, the perfect tone to set it up for a mystery, which is the next part that I really liked about this movie. Um, Yeah, they went into like 
the detective aspect of Batman with, and like really leaned into it. But yeah, other than that, I think I think Robert Pattinson did an amazing job. Zoe Kravitz did an amazing job. And the Penguin, Colin Farrell, did an amazing job. But yeah, so yeah, general general statements of those positives. But yeah, what did what did you guys think? Yeah, Shay, what did you think? <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, so my initial feeling of the movie on that that ten scale rating, I think I said like was a seven and a half between a seven and a half and an eight, and I think I ended up on seven and a half. But then I know like the car ride home. Carmela and I were like talking more about what we liked about it and just me talking about what I liked about it bumped it up to an eight for me, like solidly. Woo! Another number up! Let's go! <laughs> Let's go! Um, but because I know specific, well, specifically the things I talked about, the first thing I said was like Colin Farrell, like Penguin was the best. Like hands down, he was the best in the, in the, in the movie for me. But how they did like the scenes, they didn't lean or to me, they didn't lean too much into like the action when it wasn't appropriate. Like all of the, like the detective scenes that Carmelo was talking about. I like that. That was like the main focus of it. Like it felt like the, the movie I kept thinking of while watching it was seven because it felt very dark, but it was also very like just following the clues, trying to find pretty much, you know, who, the Riddler, find out who the person doing all the, the like murders was. And it wasn't too much in like the fight scenes. Like there was ones here and there and they felt like realistic, good fight scenes. But the action scenes, I felt like took the backseat more toward more from the like the investigative parts. And I feel like that's something that's never really followed in like previous Batman movies. It's like all about the action. And oh, by the way, he's supposed to be like the world's greatest detective, but he also kicks a lot of ass. And that's what we're going to focus on. Yeah, it wasn't really indulgent in like the action when it, and when there was action, it was obviously very indulgent. But I think I totally agree with that. Like it was never like Batman uses a grappling hook on that guy. He uses like he never like overdone like the gadget thing of like throwing his battering, throwing like all this like crazy gadgets and having this crazy indulgent action scene where he like throws someone on the roof but says that he doesn't kill anyone. Like it's like this really like indulgent scenes of action. I feel like with previous batman films but i think that this one like i totally agree with you it's it was very very toned down and it kind of was aware to when to indulge and when not to indulge and when to focus on the mood and when to focus on like the whole detective aspect of the film um which i really love and i want to comment on like um on you saying the penguin was really good because i for one didn't know it's colin farrell but two i just love how they like really ran into like the gotham city being new york he's like oh way oh batman like he's very like very traditional like new yorker like oh my god mr golden boy over here it's very like very like fun in that nature and i just i wanted to comment that because it was just so funny to me that they like really dug deep into like the new york culture in gotham city because it's supposed to be new york and all that um but yeah for me like i it was really really fun and i still stand at my 8.5 rating i think the only thing though is i had to like sort of peel back different layers in my head to sort of like get on track with this film because like when it first started it was kind of cheesy it being like october 31st i'm the batman and he's like you know diarying himself and talking and I thought it was like kind of weird and, and almost cheesy at some points. And then like 
um, after he's done talking, like Nirvana of all bands plays, <laughs> like the, the typical grungy, gothy like band starts playing, and I'm just like, oh my god! So I of course like had to like peel that back, like I had to peel back, like realize like, oh, it's not gonna be like a serious Christopher Nolan Batman, it's gonna be something else. So once I peeled that back, I was able to have a lot more fun with it. It was like honestly a really really fun film, and I it was just so fun to watch, especially just because like hearing the lines that are supposed to be meant to be corny was really fun and it really felt like uh i was telling sophia this it feels more like a comic book movie than like a superhero movie like these lines and these sort of bat like this batman i feel like i'd seen a in a comic book and i feel like they aligned more with the comic book iteration of batman and how he's sort of portrayed in that universe did it did it kind of feel like like a video game to you sometimes like I don't know. There were some scenes where I, I felt like I, I was like playing a first person like, or a single player like video game, and I feel like the tone like in the beginning from the beginning would be like a cutscene you'd like experience before like pressing start or something. I've, yeah, that's actually a good point. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it's funny you bring that up because I never I didn't think about it, but. I've like I've played some of the Batman games, the Arkham Asylum games, and it kind of did actually play out how the game sort of did, where you basically go to a place, you find clues, you go to your next place, and then like if when you get there, you might fight somebody. You're probably gonna fight like a group of people, but then after you fight the group of people, then you do like more, pretty much like detective-y stuff, and like it, it felt it's accurate that you're ask, you're saying that it's like it felt like a video game. That's funny because I also like I think in the end we kind of had glimpse of the Joker and that kind of seemed like the same Joker that's in the games kind of like a tattered face had crazy green hair like if you could see the silhouette it kind of reminded me of like the Batman game. Did you know it's um it's Barry Keegan? Who's Barry Keegan? Killing of a Sacred Deer. Oh the guy from Immortals as well right? Yeah yeah. Oh my god! That I guy know. is always the bad. That guy's always the bad dude. He's always the asshole. It's I interesting. Like. Always, I was like, huh. <laughs> I did like the way he delivered his lines, though. I thought like it was not as like daunting as I want the Joker to be, but it was still very like playful, Jokerish. Like, you know what? This something, something, a friend, and they like have that bonding moment. Um, but yeah, that's a really good point. I think um, that's sort of where I felt too. Like, comic booky game, video game feeling, like even like the narration felt like part of a video game that you'd you'd watch in an intro scene and and of course too like a lot of the lines were almost a little corny but cheesy but i think it matched the tone of the film like it being a comic booky video gamey feel like you have these like these lines these kind of punch lines almost of like oh i'll be fine i have nine laughs because i'm a cat woman you know like that whole that whole line and the whole playfulness to it like i think that's sort of where I was able to embrace it even more because I'm I love like campy stuff I love like B movie stuff, corny movies and stuff like that even bad movies like I have a lot of fun with that and I think watching that and being able to embrace that was definitely something that helped me push myself to like it not push myself but like help me assimilate into the movie I guess <laughs> you could say a lot easier than like I was before just taking it really seriously and I think that's sort of where. A lot of these, a lot of the people that watch the film and didn't like it, kind of get detached from that. I think they're trying to like, not project, but ex- expect like a a very serious Batman, and then like of course roll their eyes at the lines that they don't like. 
But I guess uh, just on that topic too, do you also have another reason why you think these people don't like this new movie? Do you think they're like Christopher Nolan fans for life? Or like, is there any aspect that you think why um, these people wouldn't like this film? I mean, I just think everyone's a critic and everyone has different expectations for Batman, especially like, I feel like, yeah, and with previous iterations, or the most recent previous iteration, like, I guess Nolan, and I guess Ben Affleck, Ben Ben Affleck's like the black sheep of, like, the iterations, I feel. (laughs) Like, I I only see, like, diehard fans of his version, or people who absolutely, like, just hate it. Um, But anyways, yeah, I feel like people are very much used to, like, a serious very manly masculine Batman and I feel like you know Robert Pattinson was very vulnerable and very like almost romantic and just really sad and like obviously very very angsty yeah yeah very like very to himself he's like the emo Batman I think he definitely was like an emo Batman that's a better way to put it he straight up had like the line of like you're not my dad Yeah, I know he did. And he had like the black eyeliner. He had like the black eyeliner in his eyes and stuff like that. He was definitely like that, that, that very angsty emo kid. But what about you, Shay? Why do you think people, some people may not like this film? I, I think it's because people kind of want more of that action. And like, I, I think the detective part of Batman kind of bores some people, maybe most people. Um, because I know someone was like, uh, they wanted one of my friends was like, they wanted to see him use more, like, more gadgets, like, use batarangs and stuff like that. But, like, me, I'm like, realistically, are batarangs like a are you, are you really gonna be throwing like these metal boomerang things at people when they're shooting at you? It's like, no, the way that like he used it, it's like the only batarang really, and he didn't even use it like a batarang was the one on his chest, and he just used it like a knife, and it's like, that's realistic, you know. So I, I think it's it, people wanted more of that that side of Batman, not the detective, slower paced maybe kind of Batman. Yeah, I like how they simplified the gadgets. Like I do like he just had like the thing on his chest, grappling hook, and that's it. That's all Batman really needs. You know, you don't need a, all those fancy gears. I think Batman is good, simplified. You know, minimalist society. You know, you know, keep it simple, Batman. You know, is yeah more economical, even though you're rich. You know. <laughs> though the, while we're talking about like the like gadgets and all that the one thing that did get to me was like when he had like that adrenaline shot at the end oh yeah that i was, was really like weird i think the way i saw it because it was like kind of green i think they're hinting at it being like the venom thing that bane uses but at the same time he just like randomly oh. pulled it out out of nowhere i'm just like uh, it's fine yeah no explanation too it's just kind of like this green liquid you're just like uh yeah it's just that helps him out <laughs> yeah it's just like oh suddenly he has this i'm like yeah batman could but maybe not this batman this batman just has <laughs> eyeliner <laughs> don't make fun of our angsty batman <laughs> no i like the eyeliner yeah I, I mean i yeah i agree that was like a little out of place i feel like for the scene too i i think it'd be cooler or it would have been cooler if he like was like getting ready to like beat up a gigantic crowd of people and he like needed to like he was like all right i i need i need a little extra boost here like i'm just by myself or something but but yeah it was like a one-on-one and i'm like okay <laughs> i know with a civilian like not even like yeah. uh, actual yeah. <laughs> um so i guess 
uh, there's a really weird part in this outline because uh, I don't <laughs> think I agree with it. Um, but your middle feelings, your middle feelings, your kind of like indecisive feelings Ooh. on here. You said the Riddler. Um, it sounds like you're insulting Paul Dano, which uh, I kind of don't agree. But you know, hey, yeah, I'll give you time to explain yourself why why you guys are like I don't know if Shay agrees, but I don't know if you get like why you guys are like indecisive or kind of in the middle with uh, the riddler no i think it's just carmella wanted jim carrey right Damn, absolutely that's a tall order. <laughs> <laughs> was waiting for him to show up and i saw paul dano instead and my heart was broken i'm just kidding no um oh <laughs> yeah Damn, jim carrey's back that'd be crazy jim carrey wouldn't that have been like so crazy okay. so crazy <laughs> Put in sorry the right. track. i know <laughs> um yeah, so uh, this is clearly labeled mixed feelings, so there's some positive and some negative, okay? Anyways, so I I really liked how horrifying this Riddler was. The, the opening scene of the movie and his introduction was amazing. Like, I, I wish the movie, the rest of the movie, was honestly a horror. Like, this should have been a horror movie. <laughs> like... Um, it would have been really fitting for like this type of villain, but yeah, like I think the aspect of the character that I think sort of devolved for me was like, I think towards the middle when his character took a backseat, but I get it is because they wanted to push forward like the Catwoman, like Falcone story, but it was like really weird to me. And then towards the end when he was sort of like, you know, explaining his reasons for feeling, like, ostracized, and it, I don't know, it just felt kind of like, like, okay, like, (laughs) um, he's really, like, obviously blaming, like, Bruce Wayne for failing, like, him as a person, and him as, like, him, and then the larger society, and people like him, but I don't know, it was just, like, a weird thing in the end where, I feel like I was on board with his appeal and his, like, I guess, vision for Gotham. Because I was, like, it was, like, a weird Thanos thing where I was kind of, like, on his side the whole time. I was, like, you know what? I feel like he has a good point. (laughs) Um, He's going to have some good points, the villain that's going to kill him. Because, like, he's, like, you know, he's taking away, like, he's killing off, I mean, I'm not condoning murder, but, you know, he's, like... (laughs) He's, like, killing and exposing, you know, all of the corruption and all of the, like, corrupt individuals responsible for, you know, this just the deep systemic, like, problems in the city. And I was like, okay, cool, cool. And then I loved the scene with his confrontation with Batman where he was like, you and I were working together, essentially. And you're like, oh, my God, he was working together with him unknowingly. And then by the end, I think, I don't know if it was because his reason for sort of, his reason slash like explanation of like doing it was, didn't feel like super cathartic or didn't feel like super, I don't know. I I can't even explain it. It just like didn't feel like his, the ending to his story or explanation felt like um, satisfying in a way where I felt almost bad for him for being in prison or being imprisoned um but i don't know like i liked the direction his character was like going in i loved you know paul dano's like interpretation but 
I think just the way his like arc ended didn't really sit right with me. But yeah, how did you guys feel? I think okay, so for me I kind of get where you're getting. I think definitely the Riddler's sort of narrative of being this like this sort of figure on like forums almost kind of reenacting, you know, like 4chan, QAnon, those kind of like those groups. I think that narrative is very, very overdone now, even though it hasn't happened that much. I think it's a very tired, tired narrative. I think it's a very like, um, safe narrative, especially for a villain like Paul Dino or sorry, not Paul. Paul Dino's not a villain, (laughs) like a villain for the Riddler. (laughs) Paul Dino's a fantastic person. Great actor, (laughs) great actor, Paul Dino. Um, but like a villain for the Riddler, I think those sort of like, um, forums and groups like that, uh, that end up becoming real is a very very um very very like tired narrative in my eyes i think we've seen enough for that to be a thing and it's not it doesn't feel very very like smart or unique in that matter um and i get it like i get that is a very real problem today in this society but kind of using that to direct your villain's path is very very not unique and it's almost almost dangerous at some points too because a lot of people may look to this as an inspiration. Of course, never movies are the fault of why people do certain things. But okay, I got I got now. It felt a little cringy because it felt like it was trying to appeal to us. You know, it was trying to appeal to like uh, our audience of like, oh, this could happen to them. Yeah, like you totally nailed it. I yeah, I just had like a realization. Like everything about Batman, like the character, like his like you know legendary status. It's all very like. And his morals, like, it's all very, like, metaphorical and very, like, thematic, very touching, like, touching on just, like, general themes of, like, you know, um, what's it called? I guess, like, human nature and all that stuff and, like, fear and, like, you know, Gotham being, like, a mirror to, like, our world and, like, you know, corruption, evil in people. But I think utilizing, yeah, that that very real real world like narrative within this story that was like kind of flourished in a way where it was like i don't i don't want to call the art direction like otherworldly but it felt very like different and like not of this time but a lot of the themes are like relatable to real life but i think the very literal like problem of like fringe forums and like mass shooters was such a it was like too real for like this movie like the conflict was like too real it needed to be like a touch like detached from like reality so yeah i think that's yeah you made me realize i think that's where the my like issue with like where his story was headed like was yeah because i feel like we didn't have a sense of internet i guess like a sense of social media in that time you know like no one picked out their phone and like looked at instagram it was just like very much like they're living in that moment they're still watching the news on tv which is very rare in today's age and all of a sudden like it becomes like the story about like this guy that has a forum and has a following that like commits to him it was very like very grounded in our reality and not like in batman's reality but yeah, what do you think, Shay? What do you think about that? What do you think about like how we feel about the Riddler? Pretty much the same thing that you guys were saying. Like, I like the Riddler as a character on his own, but then it was pretty much like at the end, not at the end, but kind of when he got caught and they're going through his 
like his computer and all that is when you found out he was even like live streaming to like a sub like a special group yeah. of people and it's yeah, like true. they've been following him for a while we shouldn't have someone been able to be yeah, like so where is he posting yeah. we should be up we should probably find it hey the guy looks like the villain is actually live streaming on twitch right now <laughs> twitch.tv slash baldano it's kind of weird he had, um, he, and it showed he had like what like 500 followers yeah i'm like that's, that's still a good that's following. big enough where like if the, if the whole city is looking for you they could be like hmm this guy has like a good amount of people what are they talking about yeah and one of those people for sure is like not with the cause you know <laughs> he's like more or less yeah. washing to figure out if he's down with it but then like he realized like oh shit this guy's that's that's just the guy that's like killing everyone i don't know if i'm down with that um <laughs> Yeah, please check out this Twitch stream. It's kind of weird. This guy's streaming about murder. For sure, someone would have been. I mean, a, like Carmela's not condoning murder, but she was just like, I mean, he's getting rid of the corrupt people, <laughs> you know. And then I'm pretty sure once he saw, was like, oh, we're gonna flood the city. That person would have been like, ah, not everyone is the corrupt Wait, system. I, I Hold though. on. It's like, I, yeah, I, was like, I need, a, I need my house. I don't know about that. Um. Yeah, I just kind of, I don't know. The Riddler, I also agree to that. Like, he kind of like disappeared for a minute for more character development. But I think the motive, or not the motive, but the sort of like outcome of his doings is such a, such a like ran through topic and so weird for them to have like Reddit at that time, you know, like what equivalent to Reddit is. Um, but yeah, and I think another thing that, um, I don't know if it's only Carmelo, but that you're indecisive with that mixed feelings is sort of, Catwoman, um, her development, her lack of development, you know, the connection with her father being the villain. Oh my god, who would have guessed? Um, but yeah, how did you guys feel about Catwoman? <laughs> so, when it came to Catwoman, I also really loved Zoe Kravitz for the role. I feel like she she played her very well. It's a little bit of the ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> Zoe, let's go. Um, but the kind of like who Catwoman, or at least who I perceive Catwoman is, is she doesn't care about anyone except for the select people she cares about. Like in the show, it was the one friend who, like, she was living with, and then that kind of mixed feelings for Batman is like what it's about. And I felt like that chemistry between her and Robert Pattinson was, to me, I felt like they had good chemistry and it felt like that weird tension of, ooh, I like you, Batman. Do bad stuff with me. And Robert Pattinson being like, <laughs> I can't. I'm a good guy. <laughs> um, but yeah, when it came to her like character development, especially like her backstory, I kind of wasn't really feeling it mostly. Because I was, I, I honestly felt like they could have just taken out the whole family connection part of it, and I like done something else with it to explain why she needed to kill Falcone. Yeah, I, the whole family connection, like, is he the father? Is he not the father? Like, totally took me out of like her character, cause like, like again, like that trope is just so overdone and dry like i don't know why they felt a need to like connect her with the larger story like honestly would have been strong on its own if her sole motivation was literally like vengeance for her like best friend like being brutally murdered and girls like her that that would have been fine for me but they like needed to they just felt the need to like somehow connect it in a familial way which 
I, I think they, I don't know if they wanted like a running theme of like bad parental figures or lack of parental figures, but yeah, like it, it was just like really weird with her mixture of motivations. I feel like it got really lost in the middle. She was like, oh, Falcone's my dad and he owes me money, but I'm also getting revenge for my friend, but also I need this money. Yeah, and she's like, okay, I'm going to pressure Batman to come help me either rob this guy or kill him. I don't know. Or like, yeah, it was just really messy, like in the middle and it got really confusing. And then I feel like her character took a backseat for the most part beyond like the first half of the movie. And then they kind of brought her back in to become relevant again towards the end. Yeah, I Zoe Kravitz did an incredible job, like, characterizing her, like, personality and tone and, like, just everything. And, like, I think her chemistry with Robert Pattinson was, like, it was amazing. I don't know. I was like, damn, all right. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. they more than just chemistry. I don't know. I know. Fun. I was like, this feels really real. Um, but, yeah. And I think I was just kind of confused, like, throughout the movie they were like very much framing a large part of their combined narrative as like very romantic and like very like will they won't they and like I got really invested I got like you know I was like oh my gosh is this actually a love story maybe I don't know um and I kind of wanted it to be I kind of wanted like some aspect in the end where like which I think we got where, you know, what's it called? Batman, like, stops her from, like, being a murderer or whatever. But I don't know. That part just didn't hit as hard as it should have. And I really wish it did with, like, all of the buildup and, like, emotional, like, connection between the two of them. They it, That should that scene should have hit stronger um, between the two of them. But, yeah. What did you think? Yeah, so for the Catwoman, first and foremost, um, Zoe Kravitz did a really good job. Um, I was very invested, you know, with you know Zoe Kravitz. Um, that's besides the point. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but yeah, so I was I was mentioning earlier that I kind of got something spoiled for me, and it was that her, she was the daughter of Falcone. Oh man! Because um, you know how like in on Twitter like people sometimes like yeah subtweet yeah. shows or movies like they do like oh i love the trope where daughters are the related to the to the villain or whatever and i was like oh i wonder what that's about the, like, <laughs> batman just had just came out and I, was like, oh, I wonder what that could possibly be about and i was like oh my god so like i saw that and i kind of already knew zoe kravitz is going to be related to the villain um but yeah like uh, speaking on that as well i think that connection was really kind of dumb like the, the tweet was right i, I kind of don't like it when that happens now especially in this movie because it was kind of unnecessary um and like like you said too like i feel like her development could have sprouted more if she wasn't related to the dead or if she wasn't related to falcone because it could have been the story about how she's been in this like abusive work environment with falcone like the way how she he was like oh don't be a stranger and then he ends up killing his her best friend and i think that's more of a better development of being someone who wants revenge for someone who's been abusing them and being this 
figure of almost like kind of like that hope for people that are in these kind of abusive situations or or any of that nature like it could have felt more developed in that way instead of her just randomly being related or being the daughter and that really like didn't do anything other than like make robert Pattinson jealous i guess like that was the only like thing that happened with that i don't know it just felt it felt very forced and it felt very unnecessary for them to be father daughter and i do think like there are better better alternatives for her character um i definitely do want to see her again i loved zoe kravitz i love the character but yeah i think i think you guys have really good points for like both of why like she was great but also kind of not great especially with the way you know they wrote her in and portrayed her in that way but i guess with that we get to the famous section of our episodes which is the rewriter's corner shay if you are unfamiliar the rewriter's corner is a moment where we you know pick and choose certain parts of the movies we like don't like if we want to you know make a whole no new movie out of it we will we have some great great scripts and playwrights if you know if anyone directing the next movie wants to contact us go ahead but <laughs> carvella and shay is there anything you guys would like to change up rewrite make different for the batman yeah, I think, yeah, we talked about it before. I would, like, probably completely edit, like, Catwoman's, like, story, backstory and, like, trajectory through the movie, but I would, like, of course, keep her, like, chemistry with um, Robert Pattinson and, like, just how Zoe Kravitz portrayed her entire character. Yeah, I just think she needed, like, like stronger and clearer motivations for why she was doing the things she did. I wish we also felt like we doubted her sometimes because part of like, you know, Catwoman's like personality and appeal is that she's kind of unexpected. You don't really trust her like at all. Like you don't know if she's going to turn on you or betray you at like any moment. She always like does the right thing for herself. So if it meant like maybe betraying like Batman in the middle of the movie turns on him like somehow and or something like that, I feel like that could have made a really compelling like even like connection between the two of them with all the like tension and romance built up between them she like backstabs backstabs him somehow or something i think i would like the actual like mystery to sort of evolve into something else with the way the mystery like unfolded it seemed very like predictable i don't know if that was just like because it was supposed to be like one for one and it's like oh, okay, like, who's, it, it, it felt, like, very procedural, like, oh, who's the next corrupt politician who'll be killed today? I kind of wish it went, like, deeper and deeper into, like, and I think it did, it, like, by the time it got to, like, Bruce Wayne, it became, like, oh, closer and closer to home, but I don't know, it would, it felt like politician of the week, like, who's gonna be killed next, and then it devolved into that, like, mass shooting like forum thing and i'm like okay i don't know it just i wish i felt more like in the dark with the mystery i liked how they portrayed each like i guess clue being given and stuff like that that was really fun but i think the actual like contents of it and the way it like happened was like too i i don't know if i'm asking for too much like i want a more complex like 
sort of mystery instead of like a very straightforward like unraveling the corrupt politicians in Gotham but I don't know like in the end it was like oh this renewal deal and all the money was passed off to like all these people and then they did dirty with it and then they did drugs okay <laughs> like all right <laughs> like I don't know but yeah I think other than those two things I I think the movie on its own like I I would definitely watch this movie again like I don't think I would rewrite anything else or any other character but but yeah what do you what do you think about that <laughs> huh I kind of agree and disagree like I get that like the mystery did get did kind of plateau with just like seeing different politicians die but i think the mystery was also very like got kind of fascinating and like it was just so interesting to see what was next especially when it got to like us revealing that like bruce wayne actual batman was a target of the riddler and like i was so interested as like how is this gonna play out is he gonna figure out that like he's batman because he's never in the place that like the riddler wants him to be how is that gonna work out how is this gonna happen and like i 100 percent didn't predict that like the Riddler was gonna blow up the Gotham's like water wells and flood the city, which is honestly insane. Um, I don't know. Like I kind of understand it. Like I did understand where you're coming from with like it just felt like he was killing politicians, politicians. But that's where it kind of got good because you kind of like okay, whoever this guy is dead. But then you figure out later, it's like oh shit, it's Thomas Wayne, Bruce Wayne's gonna be the next person. Oh my god, what's he gonna do? Um, and I kind of had fun with that and kind of fun with the idea of like if the Riddler was going to find out that he's Batman or if he knew he was Batman going to kill him. That was just so interesting to see. And I wanted to see if that was something that would play out, which kind of did kind of didn't. Of course, at the end, it was kind of like, Oh, uh, we missed Bruce Wayne. And I thought like he knew Paul Dano knew who Bruce Wayne was, which would have been kind of fun, but I don't know how that would work out. But yeah, I think other than that, I'd only change the, um, what we talked about with the Catwoman, and then sort of like, that weird ending of the forum being there, Paul Dano being this like uh, moderator of this Reddit forum that like all of a sudden bands together becomes like, you know, becomes this like massive killing terrorist group essentially at that point. But man, I did love like that twist of like, oh, you don't know what I've done. I thought you were smarter than you were. And like they find out he bombs the freaking like what? Like I never would have guessed it. I never would have guessed like Gotham being underwater. That was so insane to me. But Shay, do you have uh do you do you recollect your thoughts or you think uh <laughs> you touched up on it like just the catwoman part? I mean you you two pretty much hit on the points that I feel like would be would be, could be better. Uh I'm not the expert, you two are. I just <laughs> <laughs> on the, on the, on the re on the rewriting no i'm only the batman expert not the yeah, the rewriting <laughs> expert so much source material to I pull know, from you, i know exactly you had so much references you could have yeah. went to you know you, you had a whole library of knowledge you didn't even use it <laughs> <laughs> well okay you you bring up a good point about like how kind of how the the riddler's interaction with batman at the end was like oh like he doesn't know um that bruce wayne is batman but i from what i remember like at some point canonically like riddler is one of the few people who actually does know who the batman is but so it could have been the way i see it it could have been snuck in there that he does know that it's bruce but he can't he wouldn't want anyone else to know because the whole one of the riddler's whole thing is he thinks he's the smartest person 
he thinks he's smarter than Batman, which is why he like always tests him and wants to, he wants to be the one to stump Batman. So it could have been like, he knows that he, he figured it out that Bruce Wayne is Batman and he just didn't want to tell anyone because then everyone would know something that he is the only one who knows if that makes sense. Oh, so he never like narks on him. Like he never reveals that, but he does know that it's Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Yeah. I think from what I remember at some point it does happen. Ah, interesting. Wow. That could have worked then, huh? They could have been the Riddler knowing. Um, but so for our last question, um, very, very heated question, I think, uh, especially for you, Shay, I want to see what you say, but who is your favorite Batman and what was your favorite series of Batman movies? Shay? Resident Evil Star Witness <laughs> Batman fan. <laughs> Why am I Star Witness? Star Witness to <laughs> the Batman movies. Star Witness. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I always feel like my answer is kind of cheating, but I'm for me, Batman is so much like a cartoon that I grew up watching, not just like a movie or like the comics. Um, so my I always say like my favorite Batman is Kevin Conroy, the voice actor. A cheater. It, cheater. <laughs> cheater. That's not a Get movie. <laughs> Get him out of here. That's just the voice. <laughs> hey, man, you said movie. You didn't say live action. There's animated was movies. He, was there actually like a movie of Batman, like animated Batman? Like straight to DVD ones. VHSs. <laughs> All right. Theatrical release Batman. Which one's your favorite? Go. <laughs> Live action. <laughs> Got him. Live IRL. Come on. Okay. It's for me, it is it is definitely between Michael Keaton and I actually think Christian Bale did a really good job. So it's probably between those two. Okay, okay. That's kind of what I was guessing that you're gonna pick Michael Ke- like the older ones and then probably Christian Bale. I feel like a lot of people would just pick Christian Bale. Um, what about you, Carmelo? What is yours? Robert Pattinson. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's it. That's cut and dry. Batman of our generation. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm not like super invested. Okay, yeah, the only other Batman I've seen live action are Ben Affleck and um, Christian Bale. You're a big Christopher Nolan fan, so I I'm surprised you I am a big Christopher Nolan fan. I don't know. I feel like Pattinson's... I think I just like the vulnerability he brought to the role that I just haven't seen with any other Batman that I really appreciated. But I, if I were to choose a second, it would be Christian Bale for sure. And I... Yeah, I haven't seen any of the older ones, so that might be fun to honestly, like visit and watch um and actually give a an answer but yeah for now yeah i think robert Pattinson's my new fave batman what about you wow <laughs> i kind of agree with you too i kind of do want to watch the older ones just because of how wacky and fun they look like i think uma thurman's in one of them right isn't yeah. she she's poison ivy <laughs> george clooney ones. yeah like yeah see it's like that sounds so fun dude like george clooney uma thurman <laughs> if you go back and look at like the batman i think that's batman forever if you look at the cast with the George, it's like George Clooney, Uma Thurman, Arnold Schwarzenegger. They're like all in the same like movies. Damn, just straight A-list actors in this wacky Batman <laughs> film. <laughs> My favorite Batman um, is interesting because, um, huh, 
Like I did love Robert Pattinson, but for some reason I don't want to pick him as my favorite. Like <laughs> I liked him a lot. Like he is probably the favorite. I don't know. Like I'm in between like Christian Bale and Robert Pattinson. Like I feel like Uh-oh. Oh, the reason why I don't want to pick Robert Pattinson is cuz I'm very biased, I think. I think I'm too much of a <laughs> You know, Badson fan that I'm like kind of like I don't know if I should just pick him because I like it. <laughs> I mean, it, it it plays a role, but what I, what I can say that might help you in not picking him is one of the reasons why I what? <laughs> no, okay, anti Pattinson. No, 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 no. I'm not anti because I liked Robert Pattinson as Batman, but <laughs> but but for this movie, you don't see him as Bruce Wayne. Which is why, like, one of the reasons why I like um, Michael Keaton and Christian Bale's like portrayals of Batman so much is because they play a good Batman and they play a good Bruce Wayne. Robert Pattinson plays a good Batman, but he doesn't really play like Bruce Wayne so much. That's not his fault because <laughs> he didn't. Also, there hasn't been any sequels yet, so just saying, there's a chance. No, I know. That's why I'm excited to see him as in like future roles as Batman. And I'm not saying he was shitty. I just said he's a good Batman. <laughs> the anti Batson propaganda. I know. It sounds kind of <laughs> sus. <laughs> um, that is true. He was not like, he wasn't Bruce Wayne for like a long period of time. I think he was mainly Batman for most of the movie. Um, I'm gonna just do. It. I'm gonna go with Robin Panson. Love the dude. Love the acting. <laughs> I literally love freaking like emo, angsty Batman yeah. Bruce Wayne. Like I was like in my head, like he's definitely living. Like he definitely listens to My Chemical Romance. He definitely like would go to emo night. Like I was like he's definitely like that type of dude. Very relatable to me. You know, I do love that sort of music, and I would guess he plays that sort of music. He definitely would be in the Black Parade. Like I was definitely like for it. But yeah, I'd have to give it to Robert Pattinson and just like his role in this new Batman. Um, I think we all really, really did love it. It was a really, really fun film. And yeah, I'm really excited for the future. Like I really want to see what's next. I hope Zoe Kravitz comes back just because she's Zoe Kravitz. But um, Robert Pattinson, I hope she comes back as well and we get to see like a different reiteration of the Batman and see these different sequels and stuff like that. Um, But yeah, really fantastic film. I, I think we all loved it. And with that, this has been our episode on The Batman. My name is Josh Landicho, and you can follow me on Instagram at The Space Wolf. And I'm Carmel, and you can follow me at CatMelaO. And Shay, where can they follow you? Uh, I think my Instagram is at BonBonZon, and I don't know off the top of my head. We'll, we'll ta- you'll be tagged you'll tagged in the instagram post you'll be fine okay cool because as you guys were doing your tags i was just like oh my god i don't know my own tag <laughs> okay. you really are new here huh wow you really are new um but yeah thank you for listening everybody you could follow watch with sound on instagram at watch with sound along listening to us on spotify soundcloud apple and anchor and if any of those apps have the option to like comment subscribe that'll help us all a lot and if uh, you follow us on any socials, the Twitter, Instagram, at Watch It Sound, if you like, comment, subscribe, or sorry, like, comment, retweet, repost, whatever, that helps us a lot as well. And we appreciate that. And for the people that do that already, we see you and we appreciate you. We also have a program on Anger Call Listener Supporter, which lets you subscribe at any dollar amount, only if you're able to, of course. But with that, thank you for listening, everybody. And keep on. Watching.
fighting for father-daughter duos. The daughter <laughs> is always part of the villain. They're always related for some reason. Change it up. <laughs> Good one. <laughs>